Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, and welcome to The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. Lights, camera, action. Hello, I'm glad you tuned into The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. This is our fourth episode and we have a great show coming up. I'm your host, Kyle Mills, and I'm excited to take you through the next 20 minutes of updates, interviews, and content. We had a very special guest join us, Mr. Mike Plunkett. He's the Director of Fine Arts at the Oklahoma Secondary School Activities Association since 2001. He is also the former chairperson of the NFHS Music Advisory Committee. Mike discussed music adjudication and the many aspects involved with this. He tells stories, gives thought-provoking quotes as he tends to do, and ultimately gives us tons of information. You don't want to miss this interview. Last weekend, I was able to go to the Indiana State School Music Association Marching Band Championships at Lucas Oil Stadium. This yearly event brings in hundreds of thousands of people from around the state to watch the best marching bands in Indiana. Big thanks to Mick Bridgewater and the rest of the ISMA staff for hosting the NFHS and providing such a great platform for young musicians in the state of Indiana. Last week, Dr. James Weaver was able to go to the NAFME National Conference. He represented the NFHS and was able to interact with and meet a lot of music educators and administrators. The NFHS really values our partnership with NAFME, and we are so excited to see what the future holds. We recently partnered with NAFME for TRI-M. Go read the new article posted on NFHS.org about how we are working with NAFME to launch new chapters of the TRI-M Honor Society. The NFHS has provided grants for 11 schools in states ranging from all the way west as Oregon all the way out to the east coast in New York. Before you listen to the interview with Mr. Mike Plunkett, I do want to tell you about the music adjudication course. It was recently revised last summer, and it's chocked full of new and helpful materials. Music adjudication provides an opportunity for performing arts students to develop by farther improving their skills through constructive feedback. To help you, the adjudicator, support the development of these skills, the NFHS has created the course Music Adjudication. It talks about basics and guidelines. It teaches you how to properly comment on and give constructive feedback, as well as farther explains the different roles in which you may serve as an adjudicator. There's example student performances on there that give you an opportunity to practice adjudicating real performances, and it also gives you guidance on what to note during a particular performance. To learn and improve upon your adjudicating skills, take the course Music Adjudication, available for free at the NFHS Learning Center. That's right, the course is free at the NFHS Learning Center. The role of an adjudicator, the triple C method, comments and scoring, lots of examples like like I talked about, it's all free. This course perfectly relates to what we are going to talk about with Mike Plunkett as he helps serve on the committee to create and revise the music adjudication course. If I can't convince you to take the music adjudication course, listen to this interview with Mike Plunkett and you'll think otherwise. Okay, here he is, Mr. Mike Plunkett. Today we are joined by Mike Plunkett, and Mike Plunkett is the Fine Arts Director of the Oklahoma Secondary School Activities Association. Mike is uh, very, very involved um, in the NFHS with helping to write courses, copyright, music adjudication, band safety, 
Um, we're pretty pretty much hitting him up every other week for something. Um, and then he's also the previous chairperson and uh, member of the NFHS Music Committee. Mike, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you, Kyle, very much. I'm excited to be here today. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Let's just dive right into it. So can you explain a little bit about what performing arts are like in Oklahoma? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we, uh, I, I'm, I work for the OSSAA, and we are the Activity Association. Um, we have currently about 100,000 students in the state of Oklahoma who are participating in athletics, and we have equal 100,000 students who are participating in non-athletics, and that is music, speech, debate, drama, and academic bowl. Um, we're very proud of the fact that we have equal numbers in both athletic and non-athletic. So we, we think it's pretty active. We feel like it's a pretty active scenario. Um, currently, students can, can be involved in everything from jazz bands to marching bands to concert choirs to orchestras to string orchestras, uh, solos and ensembles. And we, you know, I'm responsible for 98 contests a year is what I'm responsible for. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, and it's about 700 judges a year we get to hire. So uh, we're in pretty good shape. And we do also, um, I think it's worthy of noting that we uh, allow middle school and junior high kids to participate all the way down to grade 7. So... Uh, one of the few activities in our association that does deal with seventh and eighth graders, uh, most is just nine through twelve. So uh, we're we're proud of the fact that that we are not just an athletic association; yeah. we are activities association. And, and for those of our listeners that don't know, uh, how did those two become one? Did it always start as an activities but, association? Yeah, that's or? a great question. Uh, the, the Oklahoma Athletic Association was was formed right after statehood. Um, and believe it or not, uh, it was strictly athletics until the 1960s, roughly, uh, when the superintendents and principals asked the association, hey, uh, we, you guys are regulating uh, athletics. Would you mind doing this uh, non-athletic world as well? Um, and so speech and debate came in uh, in the early 60s, and then in the, the later 60s, music uh, came on board. Um, and Academic Bowl was added many years after that. But uh, it was a, basically a, because of a demand that the principals and superintendents asked of our association, would you please take on these events? So we're glad to do it. Yeah. And, and why do you think fine arts are so strong in Oklahoma? It sounds like you guys have a great foundation. Um, obviously, you're, you're pushing the charge there, 90-plus events. Uh, why, is, why is it so strong in Oklahoma? Well, it, Thank you. We feel like it's it's in better shape than many states. And now, why that is, you would probably have to you know try to figure that out. That's a tough question. Whether it's funding, whether it's importance, but we feel like some of that uh, success is the fact that we do emphasize it. We we say it's important. We make our kids hopefully feel like it's important. Um, those speech and debate students that win a state championship, we are going to put them in a, the Lloyd Noble Arena down at, at the University of Oklahoma, and we're going to march them up there on that stage, and we're going to give them a big banner to hang in their school, yeah. just like their basketball and football teams get. Mm -hmm. We try to emphasize that these things, even though they're not going to get the newspaper coverage, they're not going to get the TV cameras there, it's just important to those kids as it is that football championship. It 100%. Is. Yeah, so we try to emphasize that, and, and hopefully that helps with some of the success, hopefully. So kind of shifting gears just a little bit, um, how is your time and experience as, as a very talented musician, from what I understand, a music director, a music adjudicator, helped you to gain a different perspective now as, as an administrator? Well, uh, I, I did come from uh, a, a music background. I, I taught uh, music education for 21 years in the public schools. I taught uh, middle school, junior high level. I've taught high school. I've taught college. So the fact that I've taught at different levels, I think, gives me a different perspective. Um, it, you know, 
this is a tough question because I feel like my personal experience helps me see some things. You know, uh, when I'm talking to a judge, for instance, mm-hmm. I've judged. I know yeah. what that's like. Um, when I'm talking to a teacher, I've directed bands and I've directed choirs. I've not done orchestra, uh, but I, I feel like, you know, I've stood on the podium. So I know kind of what they're going through. I can kind of anticipate the way they're going to feel about things. Mm-hmm. Um, am I always right? No. <laughs> Sometimes they surprise me and I make stupid decisions probably if you ask them. But um, I do feel like it's important that, you know, that someone who's been there before, you know, if, they, yeah. if you've never been a music teacher before, I think it'd be very difficult to run these things because, you know, I've, I've not only been a teacher who has attended them, I've been a person who's run them from a, mm-hmm. a, the guy at the high school that ran the, the event for the association, and now I'm the person at the association asking the high school to run it. Yeah. So I, I just think that, you know, uh, to quote a, a, an insurance commercial, we know a few things because we've seen a few things. You know, I've been there before. <laughs> Uh, are, th- are they giving you a little under the table to say no, that? No, they're really not. I wish I was sponsored by <laughs> that. Sponsored, yeah. yeah. If you could work that out for me, Kyle, I'll <laughs> yeah. give you 10%. That's there great. we go. So we, we talked about your time as a, as a music adjudicator, as a judge. What are the? Why is it so important to consistently train adjudicators the same exact way every time? And, and how do you guys do it in Oklahoma? It's a great question. Um, first of all, I would say that it, the adjudication part of it as important as it is, um, especially as from a teacher's point of view, sometimes it is life or death, it seems like, to those teachers, especially young teachers. And then as you get older, you start to realize that those three people sitting in the back of the room called judges are not really the three wise men. They're three educated opinions, and you Mm -hmm. want their opinion. But sometimes they don't have a clue where you started back in August, and they don't know how far you've brought them. And the fact that you brought them from where they were in August to now, you may be the best teacher in the world and may not get the best rating Mm -hmm. because they're comparing you to a standard, and I believe that's the way it should be. Um, But sometimes the best teachers in the world are the ones that brought a group out there and made a three because it sounded horrible at the beginning of the year. You know, but. Um, we try to train adjudicators in Oklahoma. We have a thing called an Oklahoma Music Adjudicator Association where teachers can, uh, after a certain number of years of teaching, can apply to become a member. Okay. We actually even pay our OMA judges more money than uh, someone who's not certified to try to encourage people to do this next level of training. Um, so well-trained adjudicators are very important. Um, and, and I'll be the first to tell you that that sometimes it's hard to find people to go to certain sites yeah. out in the panhandle of Oklahoma or whatever. It's, it's There's mm-hmm. just not as many judges to pick from. Yeah. Um, so are we putting uh, 1,000% the best judge in every single one of those 98 contests? Well, I'm doing the best I can, yeah. but I'll be honest with, with you. With your resources. With the resources yep. available. You know, a, a friend of mine said one time, success is making a bouquet out of the flowers within your reach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the best thing that I got, I'm sending that way and doing the best I can do. Um, but we feel like that the adjudicators in Oklahoma are doing a pretty good job. Um, the other great thing about this is we allow our teachers to evaluate our adjudicators. So when okay. you go to a contest, every single teacher has the ability to go back in there and say, hey, I liked what old Kyle did. He was a great judge. And, yeah. You know, or, you know, I don't think this guy was very consistent with his ratings. And you know, So the hmm. fact that there's some, some – Is that all anonymous? Uh, it's anonymous to the judge. Yep. The, yeah, yeah. The judge mm-hmm. can log in and see the comments left. He doesn't know who left them. Yeah. I can see who left them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's real important because honestly, if if someone says, "Oh, Kyle over here, man, he just he's a horrible judge, he sucks," you know, yeah. then I find out, well, yeah, well, Kyle took his girlfriend away from him in college. That's why he doesn't <laughs> like that, you know. If I yeah. get if I get one person that doesn't like Kyle, it's one thing, but if I got seven or eight people that said, "Hey, Kyle, just wasn't very good," I have to I have yeah. to take that in consideration and maybe not use Kyle or have a talk with Kyle. <laughs> exactly. 
What? You like how I use you as the bad judge. Sorry. No, I would. I would be a pretty bad judge to be quite honest. <laughs> um, what? So, what do you think some of the biggest hurdles are in music adjudication? I, I know you talked about the, maybe the young teacher who that score means everything to them, um, but then you talked about the other side on the adjudicator side, the 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 travel, the the time away from your family on weekends. What are what is one of the biggest hurdles? Do you think? Well, you know, I used to always say you're, you're probably paying an adjudicator to travel because the adjudication or the clinic or the workshop or whatever, that's fun. You know, most of the time we enjoy that. Yeah. So you're really paying a guy to travel, to leave his family, to leave his home. And if you're like most states, you know, currently we're paying like $230 a day. That's not a lot of money to ask someone to leave your house and go over there and spend the night. For a whole get, Saturday yeah, or Friday, Saturday. Exactly. Yep. So um, if we could pay $1,000 a day, could we get a little better? Sure, I bet we could. But, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, our entry fees would have to, to triple and quadruple. But um, w- w- one of the best stories I can give you is, you know, judging, we don't have a scoreboard you know, at the end of the football mm-hmm. field. We don't have it up there on the, in the gymnasium where everyone in the place knows that the, that's the winner, that's the loser, you know. We are in a very subjective world in the music world. You know, what yeah. you like, I may not like. Very, very opinion-based, yeah. And uh, I can relate one story. When I was a young teacher talking to an older, more mature teacher, and I was whining about a rating I got. And the best way it was ever explained to me, and, and now it makes much more sense than I was even as a young teacher, but he looked at me and said, Plunkett, what what are you whining about? I said, well, this this I don't agree. He goes, Plunkett, have you ever driven down the road and seen a bunch of ugly cars, like but ugly cars? I go, well, yeah, but what does that have to do with my rating? He goes, Plunkett, at one point, someone thought that was the best-looking car on the yeah. lot and bought it. So it, it's subjective. What one person loves, another one doesn't. You know, yeah. and, it, and it's easy to rate the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I mean, every you know, my mom could rate that group. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's the ones that are right there on the bubble. Yeah. And, and we have to remember as adjudicators, what can we say to help that group get better mm-hmm. or promote them to keep working? You know, we don't want to just come out with guns a blazing and tell them all the things they're doing wrong. Yeah, we're supposed to give them a course for correction. So. Uh, the 3C approach that the National Federation uses, I love. You compliment the group, then you tell them what's wrong, what they need to be corrected, and then you tell them how to correct it. You know, yep. so I think that's a very logical way to to approach adjudication. Um, but you know, there's never going to be or ever will be a perfect adjudicating panel that agrees mm-hmm. on everything. It just yeah. You know what one guy likes as far as you know, um, you know soloist. Like if you're in a jazz contest, one guy prefers solos. One guy likes you know, ensemble work. One guy's listening to the rhythm section, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be different. Just back up your rating with knowledge and and give good comments, and let the let the ratings fall where they may. You know. Yeah, I, I like that you, you <laughs> the three C method that you talked about. You don't want to have someone be complacent and say oh wow you are the best group i've ever heard but then you don't want to crush someone else's dreams so that's that's where the three mess three c method comes in it's kind of right in the middle you, you give them a little bit of everything you do. yeah um that, that's a perfect segue into the new uh, excuse me the updated nfhs learned course the music adjudication course yes um that we launched um uh, not too long ago actually uh, just last week uh, we don't know when this podcast is coming out sure. but it, it'll still be new at the time um, what what advice do you have to offer to um, any wide range of adjudicators? Um, does does this course have something for them, even if they've been adjudicating for, for 15, 20 years? You know, thanks to Dr. James Weaver and his insight on how to rewrite this course, I think this course can be used in a multitude of different ways. Um, Dr. Weaver was smart enough to realize that 
it was time to update this presentation, uh, put some people on board. I was pleased to be part of those people, uh, those folks that got to, to rewrite it. Um, you know, it, it is a different world. Orchestra, band, and choir people are genetically just a little different. I mean, you know, we are different from each other. And to, to bring them all in under one room and say, okay, guys, we're going to do this, I think it was great because if you'll listen to that course, we didn't put just all really great groups. It's, you know, it's really mm -hmm. easy to, 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 to be a judge with a really great group. Yeah. We have average groups. We have less than average. We have, we have a, a multitude of different performances on there. And what's great about that course, in my opinion, is you are actually logging in and asked to participate. There's a group that performs. Mm -hmm. The score is up on the, on, on, the, on the screen. You can see the music. And you're asked to print off your state's adjudication sheets and do it. Uh, it's very interactive, and I like that because yeah. there's large group performances, there's solos, there are ensembles, and it really does, in my opinion, give someone the ability to go in there and get some good ideas. Um, and, and if you've never judged before, it's a great way to put yourself in the judge's position. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I, a, it's a good foundational building block for those that, that maybe are new to this whole realm. Absolutely, and if I'm a brand-new teacher, it's a great thing to listen to because now I know kind of what judges are looking for, what yeah. they're listening to. So, I mean, it's it's almost like getting a, a look at the playbook of, of, of the people who are getting ready to rate you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, some things will never change. You know, attitude is attitude. You know, wrong rhythm is wrong rhythm. That's never going to change. But how you approach that, uh, I think I think this particular presentation uh, will be very successful, and I think it will be quite long-lived, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. because there's some concepts in there that Dr. Weaver and some of the other people uh, that, that were part of this video put together, and I'm very proud to, to be associated with that video. I think it's going to be uh, pretty mind-blowing when people see it the first time, I think. Uh, definitely, and you can find that course. Again, it's the Music Adjudication course. Find it on nfhslearn.com. Um, it's free, yeah. Which which is another huge perk of that. And I, I think when people are hearing us talk about these courses, that they think, oh, I got to join an association and pay money and whatever. Th this is free for everyone. Yeah, and not only for for, for the the music educators in the classroom, but if I'm a college professor right now and I'm teaching anything about music, you know, pedagogy or whatsoever, this is a great video to show to a classroom of potential teachers mm -hmm. and say, hey, let's talk about this. Hey, get your let's dissect this. Yeah, let's, yep. yeah or, and let's talk about this, or, you know. And uh, I just think there's so many different ways that that course could be possibly used. I think it's it's wide open. I really do. Yeah. So just a, just a quick couple of wrap-up questions. I know that obviously you have an extensive background in music. Your advice to new music adjudicators that might be a tad nervous. You walk into a room and you see some really, really experienced judges and Oh my gosh! This I, I I don't fit in here, or I'm way in way over my head. What what advice would you give to those people? Um, my advice would be to judge your heart. Um, don't be influenced by um, who you're judging with. Learn from everybody that you're with, and by all means, it's sometimes good to have some new blood on on, on an adjudication panel. Uh, if you look up there and you see silver hair, silver hair, bald guy, and then a young person, you know. Um, it's kind of nice that, yeah. that, that that young person might have some a different literature that they are familiar with that the others might not be familiar with. So being the young guy is not always a disadvantage. Sometimes it's, it's, it's an yeah. advantage. But my suggestion to him would be to uh, have ears like elephants, huge ears and big eyes. Learn from everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, you can learn as much from a bad group or a bad performance as you can a good one, in my opinion. So, um, no, yeah, I would encourage anybody who wants to be an adjudicator – I would not 
I would not suggest you even consider it until you've got maybe five years of experience under okay. your belt because myself is, you know, my first year of teaching, I thought I had all the answers, you know, and then uh, as you get about four or five years into it, you thought, oh, my gosh, I realized that now I, all I was doing was doing all the music I did in high school. And now yeah. I've, I've got to come up with other stuff. Yeah. But but you know, we need adjudicators to be, uh, to be quite honest with you. We have to have them. Mm-hmm. And there are some older ones like me that are going away that we need the, the young bucks to step up and fill our places. And I'm yeah. sure they'll do great. And, and now what advice would you give to the veteran music adjudicators um, in terms of s- sometimes maybe they've developed a lot of bias, maybe they're complacent. What, what advice would you give to them the other side of the coin when they see that, that new music adjudicator walk in and they think, oh, goodness. Right. Yeah. I, you know, um, bias is something that we all have to be very careful of, you know, and even if you're from out of state, you know, we bring in out of state judges, but I'll be honest with you, it, just the fact that you're out of state, if, if I go to your state and I hear a really good group, I'm going to remember the name of that high school. Yeah. And it's very difficult not to walk in the next time you're invited to that state going, man, I can't wait for this group. I can't wait to hear this. Y- yep. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's a bias, you know, now in the reality of it is we're human. We're built that way. Um, you can have a bias in your own brain, although try not to use it, but you gotta be, you can't judge a group on its potential. You know, if they try something and they don't land it, you know, it's like the Olympics, Hey, they went for it and they missed it. You know, you gotta be honest with them. You mm-hmm. say, guys, you know, this wasn't your, this wasn't a good piece for you this year, or, or this was, you have to, you can't let bias be a big part of your judging. As a matter of fact, it needs to be no part of your judging. Yeah. Uh, it would almost be better if we were blinded and didn't know who was on stage, you know, had exactly. the, the lights out and we had to wear <laughs> blindfolds and just listen, you know. But um, y- y- old adjudicators or more seasoned adjudicators, I guess the word I should be, um, you can still learn new things from young adjudicators. Um, just because you're young doesn't mean you're stupid. And just because <laughs> you're just because you're old doesn't mean you're good. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes was, Good music is not always hard, and hard music is not always good. You know, to okay. me, that's yeah. that's a great phrase to remember. You know, so, um, and I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I, I think all of us adjudicators who've been doing it a while, we do realize that it is a it's simply an opinion, and you're it's a paid opinion. It's yeah. a, someone who wants you to be there, but at the end of the day, it's your opinion. You mm-hmm. know, and and give them your opinion, and don't be afraid to express it, even if it's not the same as the people next to you. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, we could talk for hours about this, um, but it, obviously you hear how knowledgeable Mike is and, and uh, the experience he has, and he was a big part in, in writing the music adjudication course. So again, go to nfhslearn.com, check out that music adjudication course. It's free. Um, Mike Plunkett, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us insight on what uh, Oklahoma Secondary School Activities Association does, a little bit about your background, about a music about music adjudication. I feel like we covered a wide variety of topics. <laughs> I, it was my pleasure to be here, Kyle. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike, for that interview. I hope that you're all able to take away some interesting nuggets, learn a lot of information, get excited about music adjudication, and laugh a lot because, let's be honest, anyone that spends time with Mike is going to crack up at some of the stuff he's saying. Lots of wisdom there, though. Lots of experience. He's a great guy. Our next guest features Adam Jacoby. Adam is the executive director of the Wisconsin High School Forensic Association and a current member of the NFHS Speech, Debate, and Theater Committee. He joins us to talk about speech and debate training and why it is so important The Wisconsin High School Forensic Association has been around a long time. Adam's very passionate about it and has a lot of knowledge and experience with speech and debate. 
you won't want to miss the interview two weeks from now with Adam Jacoby. Before you go, make sure to follow the NFHS on social media accounts at NFHS underscore org. We have a great article about the music adjudication course, different quotes in there from Dr. Weaver, from Mike Plunkett. Tells a little bit more about the adjudication course. If you still need to decide whether or not you want to take it, go read that article. It's on NFHS.org right now. We always have great content coming down the pipeline for you guys. Make sure to listen to our other podcasts. As I mentioned, this is episode four. We have we have episodes one, two, and three that just branch out to a wide variety of topics from policy debate to arts advocacy to copyright. Um, I hope you enjoy that. Please share it with your circle. Please share it with the different um, teachers and administrators in your state. Spread the word about the podcast because we're just trying to spread good information to help you guys. Thank you so much. And that's the end of episode four. And we'll see you guys again in two weeks. Thank you.